as women, mothers, and business owners, we are great at holding a lot. We have a huge capacity to hold. However, our intentions to create a bigger impact, to receive more income, and to live life more fully are often thwarted by one fundamental thing, not allowing ourselves to be held. If you know what that next level is for you, but you haven't quite made it happen yet, this episode holds the key. I'm here to tear up the toxic narratives that have been created for us as women and even more so as mothers. Let's knock that vision of the long-suffering, self-sacrificing mother off its pedestal once and for all, shall we? And just because you can hold a lot alone doesn't mean you should. So let's look at this really important question today, who's holding you? You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast. I'm your host, Corey Javid, money mindset expert, success coach, mother, tea drinker, energy obsessed, manifester, afternoon bath lover, and thought leader in financial empowerment for mums. I know that we get to be successful because we are mothers, not in spite of it. And so around here, we do things differently. I've torn up the business rulebook and created a new paradigm for us, one in which we create results using energy instead of effort. I'm on a mission to help you ditch the old way of creating success. You know the one where you work hard, hustle, and sacrifice, ew, (laughs) and instead teach you how to increase your impact and income without increasing your hours and how to manifest your dreams. So if you're a mother who's ready to learn how to elevate your energy to start making bank and start living your limitless life, this is your podcast, my love, and I'm your new biz bestie. Join me as we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello, Limitless Mothers. It's me, Cory Javid from CoryJavid.com. How are you doing, my love? We're back with another installment in our Energy Before Action series this month. I've been loving it. I'm glad that you've been loving it too. So many of you have told me. If you have any feedback that you would love me to receive about the show, then send me a DM. I'm at Cory Javid over on Instagram. I always love to hear from you. Um, a little update, what we've been doing over here. So we've just returned from a farm shopping trip. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Um, yeah, hoping to have an exciting update soon. We'll just leave it at that. It was, it was a really intense trip actually, because we just booked it pretty last minute. And we were over and back within less than 48 hours. <laughs> There's a lot of flying and driving and stuff, but it was good. It was so good. And every time I go over to Ireland, I just know even more deeply in my soul that it is the place that we're meant to be. Oh, so good. And at our Airbnb on the morning that we woke up there and I looked out and it was just the most beautiful sunrise and there were two bunnies playing outside of the house bunnies oh my goodness (laughs) if that's not a sign I don't know what is okay so before we get stuck into who's holding you and the key to the next level I just want to remind you that the free call giveaway at least at the time that I'm recording this is still open I think there's still a couple of spaces left or at least at the time so head over to corriejavid.com forward slash space right now. Just pause this, go there. If you haven't booked yourself an energy reset call, totally free with yours truly. This is for you if you are 
doing well in business and you know that you totally got this, but you also know that it will feel amazing for somebody to have your back, (laughs) to give you that boost, for you to plug into a higher vibration or to be witnessed in your celebrations or challenges, whatever it is that you need that's going to give you that energy reset. I'm here to tailor it for you completely free, my gift to you, but get it before it's gone. Head over to corriejavid.com forward slash space. Okay, who is holding you, my love? And what is the key to the next level? There are many keys to the next level. Let's just be honest about that. But this is a really, really significant one. And more, I would say, it's something that I see keeping women stuck in all aspects of, of life and business. It's not just a thing that keeps women financially stuck, although it absolutely does. It's a thing that keeps women stuck from the next level of of contentment and happiness or the next level of health and well-being or the next level in their relationships, whether that's parental or romantic, whatever. So this is quite a pervasive thing. And so that's why I'm really excited to bring this topic to you on the show today. But before we get stuck into the di- the, di- the ditty gritty, <laughs> the details and the nitty gritty, where are you at right now? You know, I like to begin with a bit of a check-in often with these things because I don't want to just give you information. That's never my intention with this podcast. I want you to be able to actually take something from this that you can feel. I want a shift to occur or for you to see things differently or for you to let go of something or Whatever it is, some uh, tangible or intangible change or transformation or expansion is always the thing that I'm striving to provide here. So we need to begin with anything that we're talking about with where we're at right now. So I'd love you to just have a think about where you're at right now and how you think of yourself in broad terms, like do a, a sweeping survey of your life. Please do your darndest not to judge, not to make any observations wrong, not to label them as wrong. Just be the neutral observer of how things are going. And I know that that can be challenging to be the neutral observer, but to the best of your abilities, just do a quick sweeping survey. How does business feel? How does money feel? How's your health? How's your mental well-being? How are your relationships? How's your spirituality? How is your personal growth? Add in anything else here that I've missed off the list. But just a quick check-in of where you feel like you're at right now. And if you want to just pause for a minute and reflect on that, even journal on it, go ahead, my love. And then I'd love you to consider what is your next level? And what is that next level for you? What is that next level that you are striving for or heading towards or focused on? And maybe there's a couple of next levels for you, but just tune in so that you've got that and you can bring that self-knowledge through this episode today and then compare and contrast where you're at with where you want to go as it pertains to the topic that we're talking about so that you can actually make this personalized to you. So what is that next level? Is it a next level of of growth in business? Is it that next income or money level that you're really desiring? Is it a lifestyle upgrade in a significant way? Is it that next level dream life? You know, I am always talking about (laughs) moving into my next level dream life right now. Is it an aspect of health that feels like the next level to you? Like there's no right or wrongs here. It's just personal to you. What feels like that next level? Because It's only going to be useful talking about the key to the next level if you know what that next level is for you. Okay, so let's get into the concept that I want us to discuss today. 
whatever it is that you want, whatever it is that you desire, my love. So in that list, and maybe that list is bigger and wider and broader, and I'm hoping that it's very nuanced and specific to you. You know, that's my jam. (laughs) Whatever it is that you desire, you're going to get it by fulfilling what it is that you need first. And what I mean by that is you have to be having your needs met in order to have your desires met. It just works that way. It's very difficult, nigh on impossible, to skip over that. If there is a hole in terms of needs, if there are needs going consistently unmet, that often gives you some clues as to why you're identifying with being stuck at a particular level or you are just excited to move to the next level but you don't know how. Looking at and starting with what needs need to be met first in order to get what you want is a really great way of setting yourself up for that success. So let's look at a couple of examples here just to kind of illustrate this point. If your next level for you was scaling your business, maybe you really desire that next level impact and that next level income, then the best place to start is what do you need in order to get there. Now, I'm not talking about what strategy do you need. You know that that's kind of secondary always on this show. We're talking about energy before action for a reason. It's it's the way that we create the biggest, most easeful results for ourselves. I'm not saying you don't need a strategy, but it's the thing that people go to first, and it really should be the kind of like last point of consideration, the last piece of the puzzle. And it's actually the quickest. It's like a five minute thing. Oh, I'll do this and this. We really vastly overcomplicate it. And there's people out there selling to us all the time, telling us that strategy is very, very complicated and difficult and therefore we should pay them money for it. (laughs) It's just really not the truth. So what are you going to need in order to, in this example, but you can switch this for whatever is your next level, but let's just stick with scaling your business for now because a lot of the women that come to work with me that is what they're looking to do they want that next level of income for themselves their families their communities all the things that they want to do with it but they also want that next level of impact with the work that they do they know that the work that they're doing is important otherwise they wouldn't be doing it (laughs) could be things like boundaries if you're going to be welcoming a ton more people into your business serving more people and bringing in money as a result as well, you're going to need boundaries because if you don't have boundaries and you grow your business, then you've grown a mess, <laughs> right? What are you going to need if you want to be scaling your business and in order to get the things that you desire, you're going to need support in many different areas that could look like support within the business might need to expand your team. It could look like support in the form of coaching or mentoring. It could look like the support of a therapist, or it could look like health support so that you are in this long-term marathon that is business and that you are looking after yourself in such a way that you're sustainable, not just the business being sustainable. So it could also look like self-care. You might also need time so that you can focus on growth-based activities. Now, how do we get time? So that becomes a desire, actually. So then what do you need in order to create that time? Probably support and boundaries, (laughs) delegation, self-care, these kind of things to actually be able to make the best use of that time should it appear in your calendar or should you actually engineer it to appear in your calendar said a better way. So you can swap out scaling your business and swap back in anything here. But the point is to look at what you desire and then look at, okay, what are the things that I'm going to need in order to get me there? And I think this question is so underestimated and so overlooked and we jump to 
assumptions of, well, what is the plan to get me there? What is the strategy to get me there? And we jump to the action, essentially. Whereas the things that I've been talking about, while they might require some action, so putting boundaries in place will require some communication, that's action. Receiving support will require some action. But what we're doing with all of these things is lining up the strong energetic footing so that we are held and so that we are able to launch into the next level, whatever that is for us. So whatever it is for you, whatever it is that you desire, I really strongly urge you to look at what are you going to need then? What are you going to need through these various different lenses in order to get to what you desire? There is a fallacy that we hold, (laughs) which says that, well, we'll just figure it out and we will just scrappily make it happen. Now that can get us to a certain point, but it can't get us far, especially if we want to be thriving. And if we want to be doing this life, business, motherhood gig in a sustainable way that doesn't require and create burnout. So I think the problem is, is our default setting is that we often just think, well, I'll just figure it out on my own. I'll just make it happen. Me, me, me. We we default take it all on and we're not looking at, well, what am I going to need in order to be the one leading this or the one creating this or the one doing this? We think that we can do all of it and all alone. All of this combines responsibility, the energy, the emotion, and the physical demands on our time, our to-do lists, our calendars, it creates a lot of bandwidth being occupied. And actually, we are very good at holding a lot. <laughs> we should just pause for a minute, a minute, <laughs> a moment, a minute here, and congratulate ourselves and acknowledge, damn, we hold a lot. We are really good, actually, at holding a lot. And that is beautiful. It's beautiful that we can hold a lot for our our family, our friends, and our clients and customers. And it is so often the case, unfortunately, that we are terrible at being held. Now, I say we're terrible at it, but that is not to point any finger or lay any blame at our own doors for this, because It is how we've been programmed and conditioned to assume all of the responsibility and not want to encroach on anyone else's space or emotions or time by requiring something of someone else. We allow everyone to require things of us and we are told a story that it is wrong for us to require anything from anyone else. You know, we're praised for being low maintenance. We're praised for being the one that just gets on with it, for being long-suffering, for being selfless and giving everything over to everyone else. We're praised for deprioritizing ourselves. So it's held up as this kind of model of virtue of what it is to be a wife and a mother and a business owner is to be self-sacrificing. And I just call BS on that, to be honest, because it's not sustainable. Not only is it not sustainable, so if we want to continue showing up for the people that we love, whether that be clients, family, community, all of it, we cannot do that if we are not being held ourselves. It just isn't a long-term feasible option. We will burn out. We will feel overwhelmed and we will have less to give. And yet it is so praised this idea of not requiring anything as a woman. 
And it's quite a toxic narrative that we have in our society. So it's just worth being aware that this is how we've got into this situation. (laughs) But it's time to look at, actually, all of the beautiful things that come out of if we can allow ourselves to be held, how much more we can hold and how much more we can do. But also, and I know that sometimes we have to start there. We have to start with, actually, what do I want to do for others? And then, okay, fine, I'll admit I need to do things and allow others to do things for me so that I can do those things for others. Often we need to start there because we've been so trained to view our impact on others as higher in importance than any impact on us. And yet, we are worthy. You are worthy, my love, of being held for the sake of being held. Not just because it will help you to, you know, be a better thing that you do in your business, <laughs> to show up in the way that you want to show up as a parent, to show up in your relationships and that you want to show up. You know, whatever are those aspirations that you have for how you impact and help other people, yeah, sure, (laughs) you being held will absolutely help you get there. But I want us to even put that aside for a minute and say, do you know what? You, my love, are allowed to be held just for you, just for the experience of you moving through life and achieving and growing and experiencing different things. This is your life too, right? And you get to enjoy that path. Yes, let's absolutely make an impact. Not going to say let's not do that. I'm here for it. That's why I create this podcast, for example. But you are entitled to and deserve and are worthy of enjoying all of it as well, of feeling fulfilled as well. Not just because that all of those things will help you help other people, but just for the sake of it. And I think this is something that we struggle with as women, don't we? Because we haven't been given permission. We haven't been told that we are just worthy of receiving for the sake of receiving. So that's just something to ponder. <laughs> so I want to kind of get into how to know if this is showing up already in your life. So how to know if being held is going to be the key to your next level, whatever that level is for you. Oh, actually, before we do, I just want to make one other quick note on a motivation that we can use to help us to open up to this concept and allow ourselves to receive and to be held, which we'll get into a little bit more. But yes, we need to be doing it for us. Yes, when we do it, it helps us to help other people. But also, and this is the thing that I always like to use, if if you're a mother, this is a, a useful motivation. What are you modeling to your kids? I really don't believe that that old ideal of the mother who is completely selfless, self-sacrificing, who puts everybody's needs before her own always. I really don't believe that that is the best sort of version of motherhood that we should be putting on a pedestal because what we're doing there is we are teaching our girls in that moment that they are not as worthy as the other people in their lives and they should deprioritize ourselves. And I don't think any of us want that for our girls. And we are teaching our boys, if we're in a traditional kind of dynamics here, that women aren't as worthy and women are there for service and 
to put everybody else's needs before their own. So it, it doesn't serve anybody <laughs> really as a narrative, does it? And yet we've so pedestalized, is that the word? <laughs> you know what I mean? Put on a pedestal, this idea of motherhood as this very self-sacrificing role. And I'm just here to tear it up today, to be quite frank, because <laughs> I know it's not serving you. It's not serving your kids. It's not serving your community. It's not serving your clients, right? But it's not serving you. And you're my focus, my priority after me <laughs> because I'm doing this work myself. So let's get into how to know if this is a problem or a challenge for you right now. Some of the ways that this shows up, some of the ways that I see this showing up for my clients, the women that I serve in my mastermind containers. So being stuck at a plateau, having hit a ceiling or having feeling like you've got to a certain point of business and you just keep staying there and you're like, well, actually I want more. I want to expand in this way. I want to create over there or I want to create more income, more impact, all of the things, but not seeming to be able to do it. Either having false starts or feeling like you're on a hamster wheel and can't quite get out of a certain income level or a certain visibility level or whatever that may be is a classic symptom of not being held. Uh, feeling overwhelmed, that's quite an obvious one, but it's one of the most pervasive experiences of the mother business owner in my experience of talking to hundreds of mother business owners <laughs> over the years. Feeling overwhelmed, burnt out, frazzled, fried, all of these things. Every single time I can trace it back to significant areas of that person's life where they're not being held. This is not a blame thing. This is a kind of let's create awareness here and permission around this. So if any of these things are resonating with you, don't make yourself wrong for them. This is about sort of shining a light on a problem so that we are feeling within our power to do something about it and to feel better ultimately. Being frustrated because you want to be there, <laughs> wherever there is for you, that next level, and not getting there quick enough Often, actually, one of the things that is keeping us back is this tight and crunchy energy that we create when we're not being held. Maybe, and now I'm not here to be any kind of health expert or make any kind of diagnosis, so don't misunderstand that, but sometimes things show up like minor health niggles, maybe stress-related health problems, things like trouble sleeping, persistent headaches, you know. And again, not health advice, but... More often than not, when I have a client coming to me and saying, oh, I'm actually struggling with this right now, obviously I will encourage her to seek advice from whomever she trusts on that front. But we'll also, I'll always ask some questions about, okay, let's look at what's going on for you. What, what help and care are you receiving right now? And where are you not having your needs met? <laughs> Resentment. Okay, resentment. If you felt resentment recently, my love, that is one of the biggest red flags that I know and have seen and experienced in my own life and business and through my clients sharing their experiences with me. Red flag for not having your needs met. That is what resentment actually is. Resentment is the manifestation of you not having your needs met. And if you're not having your needs met, you're not going to be able to get to where you want to go. Feeling like you never have enough time. Obviously, listen to the time-bending episode. <laughs> but to be able to even be in a position to have fun playing with bending time, you're going to have to have your needs being met. <laughs> so that's how this can show up for sure. And then another place to look is your to-do list and your calendar. 
if you are feeling overscheduled, if you feel like your to-do list is forever just getting longer and it's like the thing keeping you up at night and you're just forever adding to it and things aren't coming off at the same pace and you feel like it is ruling you, not you ruling it, there's definitely a clue there. There's definitely an opportunity for you to be held, for you to have your needs met more highly to create some spaciousness. That is a really clear symptom to me in my line of work of a woman who is taking on too much, taking on too much responsibility, doing too much, and it is not the key. (laughs) Doing more is not the key to getting to a next level. Productivity hack, not the key. New calendar or diary, I mean, get one if you think it's gonna make you happy, but it's not the key, (laughs) right? So these are just some of the symptoms, some of the manifestations of this challenge or problem. So if you noticed any of them, don't make yourself wrong, don't beat yourself up, that's not why we're here, but just be like, oh, okay, this is an opportunity then. This is an opportunity for me to be curious and investigate a little bit. What's underneath that? What's underneath that overwhelm? What's underneath that frustration? What's underneath that feeling like I never have enough time? What's underneath that resentment? Where are my needs not being met? Where do I have an opportunity to have my needs met more deeply, more highly, more consistently, you know? The problem, just to spell it out again, I know I keep been already talking about this, but just so that we are really all on the same page here. So if any of those things have resonated, the problem, the root cause of this is that we've been programmed to deprioritize our needs and that we're trying to get what we desire, what we want, but we're trying to do that without having those needs met because more often than not, we're afraid to ask for support. We're afraid to lean into and even receive the support that's already on offer or we've already engaged sometimes. And we're afraid to communicate that we have needs and desires because we've been made to feel unworthy of having those needs and desires, quite frankly. And we've been made to feel that having our needs met is selfish. And we've been taught to be afraid of all things selfish and run in the other direction as a woman. (laughs) So this is the problem. And therefore, this problem just shows up in us not being held more often than not. But when we're not held, what we're creating is something unsustainable. So that's why all of those things pop up, the frustration, the resentment, the overwhelm. It's because us not having our needs met is not sustainable. It's not a sustainable way to run a business. It's not a sustainable way to be a parent. It's not a sustainable way to just live life. And it makes it harder to get what we desire too. And my job, as you know, is to help you get what you desire. (laughs) That's literally my role. And I see, I was explaining this to my new VIP client the other day. I see my role as a coach, as a success coach, as I describe myself. Sometimes I, I like to change how I describe myself, but really I'm always doing the same thing at a most fundamental level. My job is to help you in two ways. One is to clear things out of your path to where you're going. So remove the obstacles. They're pretty much always in our mind. (laughs) Sometimes they're practical challenges. Remove the obstacles. And to also, so I'm out there in front helping you sweep the path, but I'm also there behind holding you so that you can lean on me when you get a bit fatigued on the path so that you have somebody at your back behind you, you know, 
I was going to say bringing up the rear. It's kind of an unfortunate <laughs> turn of phrase, but we'll go with it. You have somebody in your corner, somebody both helping propel you forward from the front, inviting you forward, and somebody helping propel you a little bit from the back too. And it has to be both. It can't be one or the other in my experience. So what we're talking about here though is you're never going to be able to traverse the path between you and whatever it is that you desire if you don't have somebody holding you, if you don't have somebody passing you some water on that journey, somebody saying, just lean on me for a little bit, somebody saying, I'll carry that rucksack for the next mile or whatever that is, you know, if you're trying to do it completely entirely alone or somebody holding the map for you for a bit, if you are trying to do it completely entirely alone, it will be exhausting and you will stumble and you will just end up sitting on the side of the path and thinking, this is impossible, why bother? And that's, I think, for me, the biggest problem with this. Well, there's several because really, ultimately, I want you to have your needs met because it just feels better. Because <laughs> when you have your needs met, you feel better. And then you're more able to access the things that you desire and create them and manifest them in your life. And that feels even better. And really, I just want you to be living your best life. <laughs> so, you know, there's a problem in that way and that it keeps you from all of those things. But there's an also an inherent problem here that when we're not getting our needs met and therefore we're struggling to make it to our desires, to bring them in, call them in, make them happen. It's really easy for us to tell ourselves a story that it's not possible because we feel frustrated, because we don't understand why we're not making progress along the path. And because we keep going after it in the same way, we keep resorting to action, to the strategy first, right? Without actually saying, well, what am I doing energetically to make sure that I'm held, that I'm topped up, that I have the reserves on board to be on this journey. Because we're not doing that, we're stumbling, we're falling over, and we think that it's our fault. And it isn't. And we think that it's not possible to make that journey. And it is. But it is only if we are being held. So the solution is obviously being held. It shouldn't come out of surprise at this point in this episode. <laughs> and I really want to let you in on something. I know many women at this point. I feel very privileged and grateful to know many women who are successful in my definition of successful. That means their definition of successful. That means they have the time and the bandwidth and the resources, money and otherwise, to be continuing to pursue the things that they hold most dear, the things that are most important to them, the things that fulfill them, whether that's inside, outside business, inside, outside family life. That's my idea of success. And the women who are successful in these ways and have sustainable businesses, so that's what I'm talking about here, is a business that you can run as long as you want to run it, that it's not running you and burning you out. A sustainable business, and many of the mothers who are successful in this definition, who have a sustainable business and who've been in the game for a while, and who are thriving, who are content, who are enjoying us. Doesn't mean that they don't find challenges or struggles along the way. Of course, we're all humans, kind of the point <laughs> of some of this, right? It'd be kind of boring if it was just coasting the entire way there all of the time. But the women who are doing this and have been doing this in this sustainable, successful way and are thriving are all being held in many ways. I don't know of a single woman who is creating success and impact and income on her terms in a way that she enjoys without consistent burnout and overwhelm who isn't being held in many ways. So I really want you to hear that because 
if you're struggling to reconcile with the fact that you're going to need to be held, <laughs> you're going to need to look for ways to maybe up level how you're being held. If you want to up level, you know, how you're receiving your desires, if you need to find a way to get there, let that be your proof. I literally don't know of a woman <laughs> in our definition of success who's doing it, living it, and isn't being held. I know of some women who have created quote unquote success, just the money, but not the lifestyle, just the money, but not the time, just the money, but at a consequence of health. I do know of some women, they're not in my personal circles, because don't tend to want to be in that energy. I do know of some women, many women doing it in that way and creating that on paper, outward external success who aren't being held and who are burnt out. So do with that information what you will. <laughs> so the solution is being held. And let's talk about what this can look like. This can look like many different things and it should look like many different things. Start with what is your biggest need that's not being met. Start there. The thing that's going to make the most difference to how you feel and how you are able to show up for the things that you need to show up for. But let's look at what it might look like for some of these women that I just described to you. And for many of my clients, particularly the ones who I've worked with for a, a you know, longer period of time and who've been in the game longer, etc. Many will have, a, you know, an OBM. So an OBM is like a second brain in your business rather than a second pair of hands. Somebody who's holding the map with you. So talking about being on that journey, somebody who is also looking out ahead, knows where you're going, is helping to steer the direction with you so that you're not holding everything in your brain yourself. That is somebody who can hold you. A coach or a mentor, obviously, I'm a coach and mentor to all of my clients, duh. <laughs> Don't know why I said that's quite obvious. <laughs> but they have me holding them, right? And that can look various different ways depending on what they need in different moments. So Sometimes that's me holding them through a challenge. Maybe they have a difficult experience with a client that we're figuring out how to navigate together and she gets to lean on me in that time. Maybe her belief is dipping momentarily and she needs to lean on me and her mastermind sisters for that belief, draw upon it at those times. Also being held looks like being celebrated. Nothing lonelier than having a win or a victory in your business achieving a milestone or doing a thing that you've always set out to do and having nobody that really gets it, nobody that really fully truly understands what it took, what it required of you and your growth, your personal growth to get there and not having anybody just genuinely so happy for you, not just happy because, you know, your mom's always going to be happy for you, maybe if you have that relationship with your mom or whatever um, or somebody else in your life, your best friend, but somebody who is so happy for you and so deeply understands it. That also is what it looks like being held. Because if you aren't being held in your successes as well, that still is going to feel pretty empty pretty quickly. So having a coach, having peers, genuine peers, women around you who get it, game changer in being held. Being witnessed by several women and saying like, hey, I'm having a, a wobble around this right now. I'm having a, a challenge with this team member in my business right now. Or I've had this client ask for a refund and I feel really triggered right now or whatever that might be. And having women looking back at you and saying, you've got this. Here's how it felt for me. You're not on your own. This happened to me too. And helping you navigate that. It's a big deal, right? It makes those times less energetically depleting. Having a therapist, if you have some things that you want to work through or be, you know, held through in that kind of 
vein of things for that mental health energy having your partner hold you now I know that this one can be tricky many of us find ourselves in relationships where we're not being held in the way that we'd like to be held and often that's because we haven't learned how to communicate to the other person how we would like to be held and therefore we assume that the other person doesn't want to and often the other person doesn't understand that we number one want to be held or understand how to hold us if this one's resonating with you definitely going to recommend unbound a woman's guide to power i think it is by kasha urbanic you can hit me up for the amazon link to that if you want in my instagram dms we'll always happily share that it's a really good book on how to communicate your desires and wants and get your needs met in many different areas of life not just in a relationship but it's a it's a good one for that one of the best books i've read and then being held can also look like self-care, also holding yourself, although that's not enough. <laughs> You're going to need other people holding you too. But it is also important to hold yourself in various ways. You know, are you tending to yourself? Are you doing the unsexy things of making the, I don't know, gynecologist appointment or the dentist appointment, you know? Are you nourishing yourself with nourishing foods? Are you holding your commitment to yourself to do some movement today or to meditate or whatever was important to you? These are acts of self-signaling, which will actually help us be held by other people too. If we are practicing holding ourselves, then we find it easier to be held by others and to ask for that. And we're showing ourselves in that moment that worthiness. We are embodying the worthiness by saying to myself, I'm worthy of some self-care, of investing some of my time, resources, and energy in myself, of prioritizing my health and my well-being. It's a really, really great way of boosting worthiness, which so many of us find lacking. And we're, we're so programmed to feel unworthy. And this is a really great way of, of repairing that and, and healing that. Obviously, it goes quite deep and I could, you know, do an entire year of podcasts on, on that topic because it, you know, it's such a, a varied and nuanced topic. But actually, starting there is, is a really strong place to start. You know, if you are listening to this episode and recognizing that you really haven't been getting your needs met, either widely or consistently or deeply, whatever that looks like for you, then starting with some small self-care practice can be a really, really good start. Not because you need to be the one holding you, no, not that, but as a way of practicing the worthiness and to help bolster your sense of worthiness so that when you go out and you secure somebody else to hold you, whether that is a OBM, coach, therapist, partner, somebody, some other professional, whatever, that you are able, first of all, to make that move and then to feel worthy of fully receiving the help and the support. Hey, just interrupting myself here because I want us to pause in this conversation around who's holding you because there's a very clear <laughs> question that I have for you around this. If you're identifying with any of the discussion that we've been having here in this episode so far and you haven't been over to corriejavid.com forward slash space to book yourself a free call for me to hold you. Why is that? 
<laughs> Why aren't you giving yourself that permission? Why haven't you taken me up on that offer? There'll be some interesting clues in the answer to that question there. So you can think about it or you can just go and do it. You can just decide, do you know what? This is my first act of being held either entirely or in a new way. This is my first act of self-care. I'm going to book this call. I'm going to receive this support. I'm going to allow Corey to hold this space for me. That's a beautiful thing. That can start a chain reaction for you. And this could be something that starts to unlock that next level for you. So head over to corriejavid.com forward slash space, and then let's get back to the conversation. So I thought it might be useful just to share what this looks like for me in case you're interested, because it's all very well to talk about these things conceptually, but it just can be useful to hear what somebody else is receiving. So I am held in many ways. Was I held in all of these ways from day one of my business? No, (laughs) absolutely not. But this is something that I've prioritized. And any time I'm making a significant change, whether it's in life or in business, I start with this now. How do I need to be held? What needs am I going to have? Or how are my needs going to change? How am I going to get those met? So then I'm able to do the things that I want to do. So right now, that looks like I have a coach that I work with, right? (laughs) I've worked with my coach for shortly. In the autumn, it will be six years now. So from before I even launched my business, I recognized, and I'm so grateful to my previous self (laughs) for recognizing that I was not going to be able to do this alone in any kind of easeful way. And I'm here for the easeful way. And I found her and worked with and engaged her support and paid her when it was extremely uncomfortable to pay her. (laughs) And that was probably one of my first biggest votes of confidence in myself. And I think that just even that transaction in and of itself set me up for success and success in this term that we're talking about it, you know, true success in my opinion, not just financial, but everything all around contentment in life really set me up for that because I voted for myself in that moment. And I have her, I have that person to go to when I'm excited, when I'm celebrating, I I messaged her yesterday about one of the houses we went to see, one of the farms we went to see in Ireland. And I know she's there rooting for me on that front. And I'll message her when I'm navigating something tricky and difficult in my life or business. You know, she's there for me. She's holding me. I can vent to her if I want to. I can complain to her if I want to. And that is something that I've had to work on personally. That is a way of being held. Now there's a difference and, and this might be kind of I'm kind of going down a little rabbit hole here. I'll try and I'll try and make this brief because this wasn't wasn't really part of my plan, but I think it's kind of important to talk about. This is just an example of one of the ways that our conditioning shows up as women. So I've been very much influenced by culture, society, all of the things to believe that me being low maintenance is me being valuable. (laughs) And so that's something I've had to work on. And I've seen complaining as being high maintenance. Now, there's an extra element to that conversation because complaining for complaining's sake can be very toxic. It can be very low vibe and very negative. However, sometimes we do need to have a rant or let off some steam or just let the thing out so that the emotion and the energy is moving out through us and not getting stored as resentment and bitterness and whatever inside. So that is some work that I've had to do to feel okay even 
allowing myself to complain to my coach about something and say that actually this has pissed me off <laughs> or whatever. I would just kept quite stumm otherwise previously. So she's there to be for me to process things externally and verbally, you know, sometimes just even talking something out and it could be something serious or not serious. It doesn't really matter, but just having a space to bounce ideas around, to be witnessed in things and celebrating things is so fundamental to the support system that I have and for how I'm able to show up and hold my clients. If I had a load of undealt with shit going on in my head and in my energy, it would be really, really hard for me to hold a really clear space for my clients, which is something that I always strive to do and I always look to improve my ability to do. I want to hold space for them with the biggest, cleanest, clearest energy that I'm capable of, with the most love, with the most presence that I'm capable of and it's really hard to be present for somebody truly if you're not being held because you don't have somewhere to go and deal with your stuff so it's really really important to me to have her I've had peers for years now so I actually invested in a mastermind situation because I knew that I needed to be seen and witnessed and held by other women who understood who get it And that is a big deal for me. And being held by them, being allowed to be vulnerable around the business besties that I've, I've, you know, formed relationships with is just so important to not try to have any kind of bullshit facade of, oh, I'm totally fine. I've totally got this. No, none of us have, (laughs) you know, and having women that you can just be real around and who are real around you and who you are seeing, oh, I'm, I'm not so different. I'm not the only one thinking this thing, experiencing this thing, mad at this thing, happy about this thing. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a big deal. I don't have a therapist currently. Now, my coach used to be a therapist, so I'm not saying that I use her as a therapist, but she does have that kind of angle and I haven't felt the need for therapy at this point lately, although I absolutely would engage in therapy. And, and actually, do you know what? What I try to do is to look ahead and say, okay, where am I going and what support am I going to need to get there? I'll tell you two ways that I've done, one way that I've done this well and one way that I failed and how I've learned from it. So one way that I did this well was when I was looking to really significantly grow my business, I realized that I was going to need to feel more held in my business than I was at that time. And I couldn't be the one holding the map anymore. And that's when I decided to bring in an OBM. And now it took a few attempts at that to get it right and now I have the wonderful Rhiannon who just it does such an amazing job of holding me within the business and holding the business when I can't hold it and that makes it so much more sustainable and so I did that before the growth before we get up for anything and that can be stretchy you know bringing in team bringing in support ahead of the growth but for me that was the right decision So that was me looking ahead and anticipating my needs in advance so that I could get my desires. Now, a time when I haven't done that well, because I think it's important to share these things, is with our recent move. So we sold our house so that we have the funds available to buy our farm and we're in a rented house currently. I was so forward focused on the desires and also very focused on holding space for my daughter in that time because I could anticipate that it was going to be a significant emotional challenge for her. She had grown up her entire life in this one house, this one set of friends, and this was the first step of us, you know, leaving our current life behind. And I knew that that was going to be difficult for her. I was so focused on how am I going to hold space for her that I actually, I missed this step. And it was to my detriment. I had a bit of a lull. I had a bit of a 
an ebb and I had that money wobble, which I, which I've described before as well. And I think it's because I hadn't anticipated my needs through that time of significant change as well as I could have. And so I've learned from that. And, you know, obviously I have already got many people already holding me. So the depths that which I went to weren't as deep as I would have otherwise found myself arrived at. Does that make sense? (laughs) So now though, that's been beautiful actually because it's given me time to reflect on the next move and know and anticipate my needs in advance. So I think I felt like because I was excited for all of this that I wouldn't have any needs. (laughs) And something can be exciting and stressful at the same time is what I've learned. (laughs) So now thinking of the next move, I'm already looking at, okay, how can I have my needs met during that time? How can I anticipate this? And so on the point of a therapist, it is something that I'm considering because it will be upheaval putting down roots in a new country, integrating into a different culture, finding new friends, leaving behind all of my support network in ways, you know, obviously I'll still, you know, be friends with my friends and all of those things, but they won't be available to me. My mum won't be, you know, around the corner. I know that that's going to be a challenge for me. And so I'm anticipating that now and I'm considering, well, then perhaps one of the moves that I make so that I'm held during that time so that I can hold my clients, my business through that move so that I can hold my family through that move. How am I going to be held through that move? So perhaps I will need a therapist during that time, particularly to deal with those issues that I just know will come up because I'm human, right? So it's a great question to ask in advance if you can. And then I'm working on and have worked on and continue to work on communicating my needs to my husband (laughs) in a more effective manner. It's not something I've always been good at. It's not something I'm always good at now. But I find when I do it, when I think about, well, actually, what do I need from him and how can I communicate that to him in a way that doesn't put him in on the back foot or put him in a place of blame because that's easy for us to do, isn't it, in a relationship, then I find that it actually works very well. And so something that I'm going to be doing, and I've already started having this conversation with my family, obviously, but we're about to take our whole lives on the road for a full year, which is extremely exciting and has some challenges. I will be the one bankrolling it, which I'm excited about and grateful for. And I will be bringing my business on the road, which is an absolute choice and intentional decision. And I'm so excited to do that. And what I'm going to need from my family in order to be able to balance my business and enjoying our travels is I'm going to need compassion and understanding from my family and I'm going to need time and space. I'm going to need them to clear off out so I can have calls. I'm going to need them to understand that our schedule will be sometimes dictated by my call schedule and I need them to not vocalize any problem with that. Obviously that's an extreme. Like you are never allowed to have a problem with this but you know ultimately I don't want them feeling annoyed by this because actually My business is the thing facilitating it. And we've all made the joint decision to do this gap year and to bring my business in this gap year. So something that I'm doing is communicating my needs to them. And that's something they'll be doing even more so as we lead into this. So that I feel sure that we all have the same understanding of, okay, I'm going to be putting into my business so that I can create this experience for us. So I'm going to need you to hold me in this way. So that looks like a few different things. It looks like me passing over more responsibility than honestly I feel comfortable with because I'm a control freak (laughs) around our daughter's homeschool to my husband. It looks like passing over various life responsibilities like 
who's deciding what to have for lunch? That would normally be me because I love food and cooking. I'm going to pass that over to those two. They can divvy it up, <laughs> you know? So it's looking through some of these things and saying, okay, these are going to be the needs that I need to have met so that I can actually show up and create the things that I desire, but also that we all desire here. So this is just a little bit of a glimpse into what it looks like for me to be held right now, but I have a ton of support. Now I pay for a lot of that support. And I think that that's important to note. And I also have to make requests and delegate, whether that is to team, which obviously feels slightly more useful. Or sometimes I need to ask my mom, hey, can you help out with childcare? Or I have to tell my husband, you're going to need to take a day off over here or whatever other things that need to happen. Sometimes that's less comfortable for us as women because we've been programmed to believe that asking for something that we need is not okay. <laughs> and it is okay. So this is just a sample and actually something else that I'm going to be doing in the very short time before we even go is getting certain, I've got like a neck thing going on. So I'm going to be getting those needs met before we hit the road so that I'm well tended to and I will be paying for that, you know. So I think what I'm trying to do here is give you a bit of insight into the various different ways that I've personally given myself permission to get my needs met so that we can create this kind of just general blanket statement of permission that around here, having our needs met is not wrong. It is not selfish. It is nothing to be ashamed of or embarrassed about. It is not something to try to do alone. We are only going to be successful if we allow ourselves to be held and when we do we model something really incredible I believe to our kids and also we actually increase our capacity so we increase our capacity for our own joy and fulfillment in life but we also increase our capacity to create touch other people's lives and create an impact and create a ripple effect and I'm very much here for that so everyone's a winner when we're held <laughs> so one last thing that I just want to know is it's one thing engaging the support or being held and it's another actually leaning into it so this is sometimes something that I will either call myself out on with my coach or she might call me out on it um, less so now because we've been doing this for so long and I'm pretty adept at leaning into that support but it's definitely something that I will just give some of my clients a little nudge around sometimes like, hey, so where have you been? Because I have certain clients who will go quiet <laughs> if there's actually something up rather than be vocal during that time. Or they'll say, oh, actually, this has been going on. I'm like, cool. Now let's just like have a curious look at why you didn't bring that to me sooner. Not from a blame way, not from a way of making yourself wrong, but just from a way of like, hey, cool. What could we do next time so that you're accessing the support that you've paid for, that you have here more fully and more speedily because it's the point of it, right? So that's just the other thing to be aware of is even the place that you already have support in your life and business, are you really leaning into it? Are you really making the most use of it? Or are you like, oh, not wanting to bother that person or not wanting to be the high maintenance person? Or, oh, is that okay if I do that? Or worrying about their boundaries more than your own or whatever that might look like. And I just invite you to consider, could you lean into that more highly? I've used this example countless times in this podcast, but it's just one that I think of all the time. I was terrible at this when I was a young mother. I remember several occasions of one particular family friend member offering me, almost begging me to babysit our daughter so that we could have some time on our own and or go out when she was like under the age of one. And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> and I just shut that down. Now I really needed that. <laughs> I really needed that time. We really needed that time as a couple, but I was so afraid to admit it. So afraid to lean into that afraid of everything that it encapsulated and ultimately said no. I had a offer there on a silver platter 
of help, of being held. And I said, no, it's only me that does the holding, literally of the baby. (laughs) That's quite a good example. (laughs) But I always think back to that. And I think like, oh, I want to really learn from that and to not be that person again, because she really meant it. And she would actually really enjoyed it. So there was really no reason not to. And I was very afraid of being held in that way. And I felt like my job now was to do all the holding. So let's just tear up that narrative once and for all. It is not your job to do all of the holding, my love. You do not have to hold everything. You get to be held as well. You get to hold as much as you want to hold, but you absolutely must be held in it as well. And when you open up and receive that support, the irony is that you've then opened up your ability to receive and you'll receive the impact and the income more highly and more easily as well. So it actually also gets you to what you want at that energetic route way as well. So it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful upward spiral. The more we are held, the more we can open up and the more we can hold and the more impact we can create for others. And it's like, you know, I'm leaning on my coach so I can open my arms, my energy more widely so that my clients can lean on me more, you know, and then they can do the same. And it's this beautiful ripple effect. And I just, I love it. So you are worthy of being held. You are worthy of your dreams, your desires, your goals, and your aspirations. Your needs get to be met. You are worthy of vocalizing your needs and communicating them. You are worthy of being witnessed in your dreams, your goals, your aspirations, and your needs. You are worthy of being witnessed and held through your challenges. You are worthy of being celebrated in your successes, my love. You are worthy of being held. So I just want to end with that question of who's holding you? I would love you to invite you to ponder to think on that to that's a really doubly weird way of saying it I would love to invite you to ponder and think about that (laughs) and just consider it as you move forward and as consider it as the key to your next level of starting there starting with your energetic needs whatever those look like and don't forget my love you are limitless bye for now my love do we talk every tuesday if not we totally should you see each tuesday i send out a message exclusively to my besties on my email list these are pep talks hits of inspiration behind the scene peaks lessons i've learned in life business and motherhood and notes from the heart and if i say so myself (laughs) these are some gold you don't want to be missing out on head over to corriejavid.com forward slash tuesday and sign up to receive my weekly notes plus you'll be gifted my morning mindset routine designed to help you slay your day and your goals because i believe even as mothers we can have a morning mindset routine that works for us. That's corriejavid.com forward slash Tuesday.